Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're joined by your usual host, Sean. And Jess. Welcome to episode 11, baby. 111. 11, 11. Make a wish. Legs 11. You got long ones, doll. Long legs. Long legs. Welcome back, everybody. Look, we've <laughs> two weeks off. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Took a quick vacay. Not really. I got locked up again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for someone who hasn't had COVID... Your girl Jess has been in lockdown and isolation more times than I can count, honestly. Yep. And I should have gotten it this time. I mean, you should have. Yeah, you should have. I went out with my friend. We shared drinks, cocktails, food, ate ate off the same fork and then danced in a mosh pit together full of COVID. Hang on. I think you need to specify which mosh pit that you were in, please, for the for the listeners. <laughs> what mosh pit were you in there, Jess? Okay, so it was a Saturday night, uh, not last Saturday, the Saturday before, and I had cancelled some plans because I had been unwell. And fun fact for you all, uh, I'm back on the roids. <laughs> Good. I saw a rheumatologist and I am back on them not a weaning dose, everyone. We're on them for three months straight. Solid We dose. are on the Roy train. Choo-choo. T- ticket. <laughs> ticket to steroids. That's me. Um, you can call me Pred from now on. Um, but anyway, so I wasn't feeling well. I'd had a busy old day and I was laxing. Mm. And my dear friend, Poppy. We love Poppy. <laughs> we love her. Firecracker Poppy. Firecracker Poppy called me and said, are you free? And I said... Well, I mean, I guess technically, but I haven't been feeling that great. Why? What are we doing? And she goes, dress as a fruit salad. I'm going to come pick you up. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> She's like, dress as a fruit salad. I'm dressing as a watermelon. Um, <laughs> I'm coming to get you. I said, where are we going? And she was like, the Wiggles. Pardon? I was like, you don't have children. I don't have children. We both know we don't have children. Um, she's like, yeah, it's an adults only Wiggles concert and I got us mosh pit tickets. Wow. Uh, 18 plus. So we had a few spritzes and got spritzy at the Wiggles and jived to the mashed potato and big red car. I just. Um, it was a lot. And we went with her sister and brother-in-law who mm-hmm. had flown over to see Poppy because I haven't seen her in Perth since she moved here. And they dressed as the pineapple and the banana uh, and I didn't have a costume. Um, so I wore a bright red top and in my panic state, we were walking around the arena and everyone was like, oh my God, you're the fruit salad. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, and the security guard was like, that's sick, you're the fruit salad. Like, keep in mind, these are all people in their 20s and 30s and 40s dressed as Dorothy the Dinosaur and stuff. It yep. was a lot, but yep. they were the nicest group of people I've ever been around. Everyone was just so happy to be there, yep. so friendly, so lovely, so polite. There was no pushing in the mosh pit. Everyone had plenty of room to get mashing <laughs> with their tainies. And... They were like, the security guy was like, oh, yeah, you're the fruit salad, that's sick. And they looked at me and they're like, what are you? And I was like, no, the cherry on top. (laughs) And she got so around it that every time I left to get another round drink, she's like, oh, it's the cherry. She's back, the cherry. Um, So, yeah, that's that's how I didn't get COVID. Um, So Poppy got COVID. Poppy got COVID from from the Wiggles. Wiggles. And I did not. And I should have. And we'd planned that I would get it. Mm. 
and then we'd isolate together with our doggos. Yeah. And it didn't happen for me, but no. I was so sick. I had a, had a low-grade fever. I had headaches. I had a sore throat. Yep. Serious fatigue. Yep. Uh, quite topical, in fact. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. This is it. Rat testing, rat testing, negative, negative, negative. I was like, don't worry. She'll be positive on that PCR. Yeah. She wasn't. Wasn't. Uh, and didn't learn didn't from learn. the first time. No. That she went through the drive-through that lasts two hours to take snacks with her. Yeah, and then I whinged and nearly fainted of starvation Ugh. again. But then I was like, "Oh, it's okay." And then we thought it was the glandular fever was back. coming back. Yeah. So we were like, "Oh, it's the gland. This is a shame. I'm really fatigued." Yeah. And then I saw a rheumatologist, and my glandular fever bloods show previous infection, no current infection, no active infection, but the lupus. Oh, she's, she's kicked off. We forget about her, don't we? We do. We forget about Lady Lupus. But we do. She, we forget that she can raise her ugly head. And and she has. And, big time. Uh, the biggest head. Yes. So we're back on roids. I didn't get COVID at the Wiggles. And that was not planned, but my update on life. So there you go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. How's your week been? Well, top couple of weeks. Had a great time. Um, Easter was great. Went up to Lancelin. Had a, a lovely little break. time yeah. up there with um, my group of friends. Um, they surprised me with a gorgeous birthday cake. We had some sunsets at the beach. It was stunning. Just a real low-key um, hanging out. So that was lovely. And then it was the big birthday that we were all talking about. The big three zero. The big three zero. The big, I don't want anything for my birthday, but I didn't understand that. Yeah, you did not understand <laughs> that. Um, so I had my birthday on a Wednesday. It was my day off. Zach took me to breakfast. It was lovely. Um, and then he gave me my birthday present or one of, and it was tickets to go see a music and I opened the tickets and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing Jess is gonna love these because we go to the musicals together or the ballets together or whatever because Zach hates musicals and so not once did I think Zach is coming with me and then he's like did you see the date and the time and I was like what looked at it it was for Wednesday at 11 a.m so it was a matinee that day I was like uh Jess is at work so who the fuck's coming with me? <laughs> uh, does she call in sick? Nope. I'm going with you, he says to me. And I was so shocked. shocked. <laughs> like, I was shooketh to my core. I started to, like, tear up because it was more that he, like, almost sacrificed his sanity <laughs> to just spend some time with me on my birthday. So it was lovely. And if anyone knows Fame, the musical, it's a very musical musical yeah so it is very theater kid musical it's not like this you know edgy like fun mm. musical at all it is like literally a whole musical about kids going to a performing arts school wanting to do musical theater so i'm like oops <laughs> but, but if he can sit through that he can sit through anything exactly yeah. and he is being musical himself like through guitar and so he could find things to appreciate in mm. it Obviously, the storyline was a bit much for him, so or the concept, but he made it. He managed to get through the whole thing. Or oh, it was quite funny though in the intermission. So in a musical, you have like a half halfway point or half time or whatever f reference you want to <laughs> use. But they just end it abruptly, and then the, and then the house lights come up. So and then Zach was like, "Um, what?" I was like, "It's half time, babe." He's like, "Oh, okay." I thought that was a weird ending. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, wait, there's more? I was like, yeah, we're not, it's not done yet. We've we're got not finished, half. sweetie. And then he's texting me like, don't worry, still surviving. I'm here, I'm yep. here, still surviving, here. just. Just, just made it. So it was a lovely birthday and then came home and chilled um, and then went out for dinner with my parents in the evening. But, but um, I've had a rough old go with the migraines recently. Um, it's just been a back-to-back migraine situation. Ended up getting a migraine during the musical, had a migraine the day before, had a migraine the weekend before, and it was just awful. Anyway, emailed my neurologist because I don't see him for a couple of weeks. And he was like, mm, you've been taking too many of your wafers. Um, you're getting rebound headaches. And I was like, ugh. Like, we can't what, win. What are you supposed to do though? You're like, oh, I've got a migraine, but... Mm, I don't want to rebound, so I'm not going to take the medication to get rid of the migraine. It's just stupid. Anyway, annoying. But now I'm 30 and we've just had my birthday party last night and we've got beautiful henna on our hands. We do. Um, We had a wonderful night with my family, had gorgeous food. And um, if you haven't seen the Instagram, Jess went OTT on the gifts and like the bag was attached to like four helium balloons, two massive, like 30, like two numbers, like coming out of the car. She looked like it was a clown card getting all this I, shit out of her so car. It was so scary to drive. Oh gosh, I was literally, so I couldn't see on the freeway that I put them in the back, but because they were helium, they were coming to my head and sticking to my hair and they're all static, static. on my head Mm-mm. and I couldn't see out the window. My real estate agent saw me and then he wound down the window and he was like, are you right? <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I'm yeah, fine. I'm great. We're and fine. I was like trying to stuff them in the like mm. in the car. Yep. And then he messaged me afterwards. He's like, did you get there safely? <laughs> I was concerned you were literally going to fly away in yeah. your tiny master. So much helium. 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 And one of the presents that Jess has kindly got me is a voucher for my tattoo that we talked about. You're welcome. Uh, I'll make great content for you Great all. content. Um, so look, we've had a fun couple of weeks. We've obviously had Easter. We had Ramadan for any of our Islam um, religious people out there and my birthday. So what are two weeks for events? I oh, just worked the whole way yeah. through. I'm like, didn't have Easter. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a public holiday tomorrow. Hope you all have a lovely answer yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Just working, just <laughs> grinding it down. Yeah. Sick. Um, so yeah, we've had a good couple of weeks, I guess. Well, Average. I've just told, a, we've just spoke about how shit it was. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was all right. Back on roids, few migraines. It's been sick. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but no, it's been good. We, we, we had some good moments in between yes. the bad times. So. And my backyard's nearly done. Nearly, like 95%. 95%. It looks stunning. It looks great. But um, we're nearly there, nearly, nearly there. there. But let's get down to the first segment of this episode. It is time for the... Fun fact follow up. Nice. Great. Good times. Awesome. So as usual, my parents or my dad and my sister had some fun fact follow-ups for me. Always. Always. Straight off the bat. But I would like to give myself a fun fact follow-up because when I was editing the episode, I messaged Jess and I was like, I need to cut out this whole thing because I've already got a fun fact follow-up. So when I said about the um androgynous zones yeah look androgynous (laughs) is not the word uh androgynous means um 
like gender fluid or mm. gender neutral, mm. um, not the zones of the body that get stimulated and aroused. Um, they're called the uh, erogenous zones, not androgynous. So you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, my dad and my sister didn't give me that fun fact follow-up, but I gave it to myself. Um, the other ones that dad gave me was the Catholic like reference that he'd made previously was around my distaste for wafers. So, you know, in, oh, yeah. in Catholicism, when you go to church, you get body of Christ, body of Christ, which is the bread, which is a wafer because um, you can't eat human body. That's millions of years old, uh, apparently. So wafers is why I wouldn't be a good Catholic or I'm not a good Catholic. Um, and he also pulled me up on my French uh, pronunciation of, of croissant. Of croissant we had at work. Um, it's pronounced croissant. Um, there's no R in it. So he would like me to specify that you say croissant, not croissant. Um, so there you go for all our French listeners. And the perfume, speaking of the French theme, is Jean-Paul Gaultier. Uh, is, the, is, the, is the body shape human perfume. Mm -hmm. That one. Yeah. The granny one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's all me fun fact follow-ups, I think follow -ups, my nanny, I think. Nana's was dupe. Isn't that a male one? No, I think there's one called dupe. Why is that coming to my head? Nana, listen, she'll fun fact follow-up me. Yeah, we love I that. I swear you had one Nana called dupe. And you have worn it for a while, yeah. but it's, I'm sure. Jukes also, your know. nana gave me a nice little happy birthday yeah. message. But had to said clarify that it was that her, she was and not her, your yeah. nana. Not my, not my nana. Uh, Jess's nana. Jessica's nana. Jessica's, nana. Jessica's your Jessica's. full name. Yes, yes, Jessica's nana. Um, so yeah, so thank you for all the birthday messages for those that have sent some. Um, it made me feel very loved, very loved indeed. It was very lovely. nice, lovely jubbly. But yeah, so should we get on to, do you have any more fun fact follow-ups? Um, oh, I did just have one. We had a few uh, messages from the listeners about my parents' DNA, which I said oh, yeah, ages yeah, yeah. ago that mum yep. and dad had sent off actually to be specific in November of last year. And they've been waiting and waiting and waiting mm. and dad's been following it up and they've never actually received it back in COVID times and transport issues. Rubbish. So we don't know really what to do now, whether they'll send another one out, but it's lost in the abyss. So I don't know because don't someone said my hand actions are very woggy or Spanish. <laughs> but and do I know what I am yet? But I don't. I, I don't. Mm. Um, but yes, but speaking of DNA... I also just for you all, I've done a my, one of my lovely girlfriends um, who I dance with and et cetera, et cetera. She is part of Australia's first DNA clinic okay. where they look at your DNA to find food intolerance, alcohol intolerance, caffeine intolerance, yeah, lifestyle cool. things, the way you absorb different vitamins, vin minerals, la di doo -di da mm -hmm. So I have just seen her and sent off all of my swabbies mm -hmm. for I'm doing an autoimmune package. So looking at like your gluten, your dairy, your fructose and your lectin. And lectin. then your gut microbe, your leaky gut, your vitamin D, vitamin B and just, uh, you know, a bit of genetic reporting. Okay. Because I'm you're sick of trying every fucking diet yeah, and not getting better. Yeah. So I thought let's actually look at my DNA. So that'll be interesting. That'll be super and interesting. And you get like heaps of reports. And um, Ellie said she's going to like give them all the reports to me. Amazing. Like, you'll understand it more than other people. We'll yeah. sit down, have a coffee, go through it all. 
That sounds so cool. I'm so, excited yeah. to get your results back. Yeah, same. And um, if you are interested, slide into our DMs and I can hook you up with my sis Ellie. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's exciting. So it exciting. Takes, it, fl- it goes over to Sydney. Okay. To It's a PCR. Sure, like so, a swab. Like a swab. Yeah. Um, so my PCR gets sent to Sydney and then it goes through a machine over there and it takes up to five weeks. And wow, then okay. all these numbers get spat out and mm-hmm. then Ellie interprets them and yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully it gives you something, like an answer. Or even like... Or confirmation, I guess. Yeah, confirmation. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, your vitamin D is low and that's why you're on it and this is why you don't... It's not going up with tablets because you don't absorb it. Or yeah. like you actually... Yes, you're gluten, dairy, whatever you are. Because I if you just eat, this eat stuff, the foods then... that make me feel good. Yeah. Like broccoli, which I've learned doesn't have lectin. And yeah. not milk in my coffee because it makes me feel sick. Yeah. But it might be cool to see, well, that's why you feel sick. Yeah, and to connect the reasons why, right? Yeah. So it gives you the, re- the reasons why you're doing it and yeah. why you're searching for those types of food or why certain dinners or meals make you feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like Poppy has done it. Hers okay. comes back next week actually. Oh, that's, uh, that's but Poppy, fun. Because Poppy said she's feeling a bit tired and fatigued and sluggish, mm. but she doesn't have any chronic illnesses. So she's done the whole like um, how different alcohols react to your body. Okay, sure. Um, risk factors of like mental health and stuff in your family, like okay. weird enzymes and genetic stuff. Like, I don't understand how it works, but she's mm. done the lifestyle package, different exercises and the way your muscles react, like weird stuff. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But anyway, so she's done the lifestyle one. That's cool. So yeah. I'm excited for those like results to come through. I'll let you all know. Yeah, we should probably get Ellie on. We should get Ellie on. Yeah. Park that, pin that to the board for future episodes. Yes, Ellie, you're coming on. You're coming on, whether you like it or not, sis. Um, Look, thank you for the follow-ups. Thank you for your follow-ups. You ready for the episode this week? Yeah, go on. Alrighty. So this week has actually been a requested um, episode from the listeners also, is talking about fatigue. Now, fatigue is huge much like many of the subjects that we cover in this podcast. But we're going to do our best to kind of do a little short, sharp snapshot of fatigue, right? Yeah. So we'll start with like general fatigue and then we'll go on to chronic fatigue. Mm -hmm. So strap in, belt up, let's go. (laughs) Let's take it easy because it's fatigue. we're fatigued. (laughs) Well, yeah. So it's actually been pretty interesting doing the research around this. Well, I say it's interesting. It's more fun because I'm basically reading out the fun facts of chronic fatigue. And I'm like, Jess, I'm reading you. I'm reading a description yeah, of you. I feel you. very exposed and incredibly seen and yeah. quite vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's just talk about um, fatigue as a symptom, right? So for those of you who don't know and who don't have it, you lucky ducks, Fatigue is basically an extreme level of tiredness, right? So it, we're focusing on it as a symptom at, at first. So if you're fatigued, there are many things that it can present as in within your body. So that can be like you are chronically tired, like tired all the time. Nothing seems to help you. Also being dizzy, having achy, like muscle weakness, um, slow reflexes, basically being tired but during the day when you haven't done exercise or do you, you have haven't rested and you have rested yeah. and it's all of those like foggy, like you're moody, you're irritable. You're basically a toddler that hasn't napped. You're all of those things. You're irritable, you're moody, you're aggressive. Um, you have low immune function. So you get sick. You don't want to eat blurry vision, short term memory, like that whole brain fog situation. And um, it can get to even that you hallucinate 
you have low motivation, obviously, because when you're tired, you don't want to do anything because the energy tank is so low. And that's kind of where we talk about the whole spoon situation, right? Like you can you can add the spoon theory to fatigue so easily mm. because the tank is empty. There's nothing. You're running on fumes. And that's literally how they say to manage it. Yeah, right. <laughs> the treatment is watch your spoons. Pace yourself. Pace yourself, dog. Pace yourself. But there's there can be a lot of causes for fatigue. And this is, again, like to specify, we're not talking about chronic fatigue right now. We're talking about general fatigue. Um, a lot of medical conditions can cause fatigue. Um, and they kind of fall into the categories of, or the common ones, sorry, are anything to do with your thyroid, anything to do with your heart, and anything to do with um, like insulin and sugar. So your diabetics, type one, type two. Um, it's very common to have fatigue within those medical conditions. Um, and then your lifestyle stuff, right? So alcohol, use of drugs. If you don't exercise, you become like that slothy, like- you don't sleep well, you yeah. party too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Workplace stress. I mean, we've all had situations where like workplace stress has affected your level of tiredness because being stressed takes up a lot of energy. Same with being angry, right? Like it's like the adrenaline come down. Totally. Like, Ooh, wow. CP. Like pl- post, like a a acute medical um, recess, mm. right? You'll go, 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 and then suddenly, like your adrenaline crashes, yeah. and you're like, "Oof, I need a nap." Yeah. But you've just been like doing five thousand things yeah. Yeah. so quickly just beforehand, yeah. um, and then you have like you just emotional stuff, like so your mental health can be a cause of your fatigue, depression, anxiety. Again, it's that whole constant, your internal clock is running at 5,000 miles an hour and it fucking takes energy. <laughs> and sometimes you don't have enough to fill that tank up again. And so, you know, that, and this is the thing around medicine, right? And I think we forget that living in a modern day world, medicine isn't a black and white science right now. We don't know all the answers. We're still learning. It's still, you still practice medicine. It's not all doctors don't know everything. All medical professionals don't know everything. We don't know all the answers. So you still have to try and navigate this like we don't have an answer for you. There's no there's no treatment. Like I don't give you a pill and then everything goes away, right? Well, that's the most annoying part of it. Well, that's exactly. that's why I ignore it because I'm like, I don't want to know that I have that because I can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's just this constant like yeah. shadow over you. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't change it. No. Nah. So I was reading this article, which is where I got all this information from, and it said in like the um, treatment or management part, um, fatigue is not, fatigue is a symptom. It is not a disease or condition. And I got really agitated when I read that. I was like, how dare you, organization website, how dare you invalidate someone's experience like that? Because it, but then I realized that I was reading the information about fatigue, the symptom, not Not chronic chronic fatigue. fatigue. Uh, So I quickly got back in my box (laughs) and realized that it wasn't uh, as bad as I thought it was. No, but chronic fatigue, my gal. Mm. That's a real problem. Big. <laughs> Big problem. It actually, because here you go with the hot facts, was actually formally acknowledged 
I will say, in 1988. That was when they first... 1988? 1988. That's not that long ago. Not that long ago. And the definition changed multiple times until 1996. Of course. I don't know why I remembered that without writing it down. But there you go. There you go. Um, but it, it's also, its other term is myalgic encephalomyelitis. Encephalomyelitis? Encephalomyelitis, yeah. yeah. Um, M-E. It's short for, uh, yeah, it yeah. gets shortened uh, yeah. too. Um, but it is pretty much what it is, is it's pain in the muscles and inflammation of the brain and spinal cord as to why we aren't 100% sure. No one knows why. Um, and the main symptom that kind of gets described, it's the flu-like symptoms after strenuous activity. Mm. So that real fatigue, malaise, aching yep. kind of vibe. Um, there are many triggers, uh, often viruses, the glandular fever yep. being a big one, um, toxic exposure to different toxins and things okay. like that. I wonder, I don't know, you know, like being exposed to asbestos and stuff like that, mm. that probably has a lot to do with it. Mm, yeah, probably. Um, anesthetics, which I... That was interesting. Did not know. I didn't know that. From an anesthetic, you could develop chronic fatigue. Apparently. You don't get told that. No, you don't. Um, vaccines, which we obviously knew that. Gastro, so like a gastro bug, more virusy kind of stuff. Yeah. And trauma, whether that be physical or emotional trauma. I think that's just crazy. And then it just it just sings into that whole your mind and your mental uh, health. It's so interlinked. Hey? So interlinked. So interlinked. And it's like also. Chronic fatigue doesn't discriminate. It affects anybody and everyone of any age, potentially male, female, children to adults. Mm -hmm. However, the most common bracket is women aged 20 to 50. Um, God, don't you just love being a woman? Yeah, and don't you love fitting into all the categories? Ooh, it's so good. So good. Um, what I found super interesting, though, about chronic fatigue is that the statistics of people's mobility actually blew my mind. So 25% of people with chronic fatigue can attend work full-time or part-time mm. um, and manage to live a, a quality of life that most people would walk past them in the street and not know they mm. have chronic fatigue. Sure. And I think that's the category I fit in. Yeah. Um, and then 50% of people actually aren't able to work. Or go to school. So 50% of people diagnosed with chronic fatigue actually are unable to work. Wow. They can do little things and plot around the house and, yeah. you know, do little activities during the day, but they can't do much. And 25% of people with chronic fatigue syndrome actually are almost bed bound. Holy So can't mackerel. do anything. So you think about your really hectic Lyme's disease, those yeah, kind of yeah, things, yeah. Um, where, where they're unable to do basic everyday life things. Whoa. So that's, that's a huge number. That is, yeah, it's, that's a huge percentage. Huge, huge, huge. Um, and so Sean touched on the main symptoms of fatigue a bit earlier. But for chronic fatigue, I mean, a lot of them are similar. But I mean, I feel like I just give myself a little checklist here. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, lots of issues with like vision, thinking, memory loss, that fogginess, disrupted sleep, joint and muscle pain as I'm currently icing my feet. Yes. Um, palpitations. Allergies, sensitivities, nausea, bloating, diarrhea, 
story of my life. Sore Ash. throat. Uh, sore throat is number one, which I've just learnt today. Yes. Uh, I'm constantly whinging about my sore throat and swollen glands. And large and lymph bl- nodes yeah. in your neck and armpits. Yes, sis. that's my left armpit is huge at the moment. Yes. But I always blame glands and lupus, but, you know, it's the chronic fatigue. There you go. Um, and uh, sore throat, weight fluctuations yep. and temperature instability. Which Sean and I are both not good in regulating hot or cold our own or temperature. And we can't regulate it. <laughs> so that's good. Um, it's annoying because there's no single test that you can do to diagnose mm, it. Yeah. You can't diagnose it off bloods. You kind of have to have an understanding, caring health professional that will listen to you and and put this together themselves. Slash and not write it off. And not write you off and saying you're just a tired biddy who's overworked. No, yeah. it's actually a medical thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, there is no cure. <laughs> Classic. So great. Awesome. Um, the best thing is to pace yourself, uh, apparently. So don't do what I do where you have a day where you feel semi-okay and then do a million things and then today crash and burn. And burn. But then even on your bad days, you still go crazy. Yeah, I'm bad. I know I'm bad. What was one of the treatments that you read out to me earlier about shopping? What was one of the? Them. We're not telling. What people. was one of the actual recommendations written in black and white? What was it? I don't really want to tell you because I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Don't worry, I'll tell you all. It was to do online food shopping. Yeah, wasn't it? That was written. That wasn't from me. That was on a website. Yes, it was. Um, online food shopping. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I just got back from grocery shopping and my feet were nice. So we're not going to, I'm triggered. Uh, yeah. But Look. yes, that was one of them. It was one of them. And then and it I said, thoroughly you know, enjoyed that symptom one. management, yeah, analgesia. I've already taken neurofin today for my feet. hasn't helped. Um, drugs like amitriptyline. Yep. Up oh, on that one too. Diloxetine. Um, yep. I'm on that one. Yep. Uh, prednisolone yep. Um, for the information. Oh, yep. I'm on that one. Uh, so it was also yeah. saying about the orthostatic intolerance, like when you get fatigue and you feel nauseous, which you do, mm. um, is to talk is to get, be put onto regular blood pressure medication or heart rhythm medication. So like your beta blockers, yeah, yeah, just to try and have, um keep those together. And some of the pain meds you can't go on now because of your um, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, exactly. Plaquenil doesn't like many things. No. Um, Ponstan and metoclopramide being two of them, mm. which I enjoy, both of those drugs. Yes. Uh, and it's a bit annoying now. Yes. So got to navigate that a bit better. Oh, what? that reminds me. Mm. You have had an event that um, we haven't spoken about. Oh, my appointment. You went to your appointment. <laughs> you went to your appointment. The shittest appointment of my life. So do you, I think Thy you remember. The biggest waste of time <laughs> uh, ever. It was during your ISO wasn't it? It was during yeah, that's my fine. ISO. Uh, I was blessed because it was via Le Zoomy. So I could still attend. Um, I don't know what I was signing up for. At my last endo appointment, they had said, do you think you need to see a pain specialist, a uh, holistic pain specialist? To which I said yes, because all of these drugs I'm taking, I don't know what can interact with what. And mm. I just thought that was what I was going to work out. Yep. Um, much to my surprise, uh, it was a little bit different. Yeah, you got the letter um, in the mail, hey? Got the letter in the mail and I just saw it and I put it on the fridge and then Sean goes, group pain education. G- group. Group. And I was like, oh, I didn't even read that. 
She's like, it's like like a group of people like, no, oh, pain sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't really know what I'm in for. Anyway, I did screenshot some of they they put like a slideshow presentation. It was more like a tutorial. Yeah, it was. Um, I got triggered at first when uh, you sent me it because the, the screenshot. Start, yeah, the start of the presentation was a tree and some ocean. Yeah. No, um, I'm talking about the fact that the presentation was written by a, a male oh, physician. Yes. And it was about uh, pelvic pain. Endometriosis, pelvic pain. I was like, that is great. I mm. love it when yes. someone who does not experience yes. that particular mm. organ and pain yeah. can specify on how it feels and how you should feel and what yes. you should do. But luckily the presentation wasn't given by a male. It was given by like oh, three people in a clinic. And the idea was for it to be holistic. So there was a physio, a psych and a doctor. Mm. So the doctor just explained what pain was uh, and how your neuroreceptors and everything, your pathways work. So yeah, I was we like, talked about that. Great. Um, shame I'm an ICU nurse. Yeah. <laughs> like, Already got that one. Thank you. Not learning much. And then the other one was like, oh, physio, you know, stretching is important and optimal toileting positioning is important. Got that. And you should probably have a physio. Well, we've got that. We've got that. Thank you so much. Um, and then the psych was, you know, sometimes you got to train your brain. It's in your head. Um, yeah. So that's what I got out of that hour. Oh, wow. Um, and I I don't know where to from here. Yeah. Um, I have asked for a one-on-one appointment, but the wait list, they said, was about a year. Mm. So, you know. We're just going to continue as we are. I attended for the lols. There was about 12 people in it, I think. There was some hope that it would be beneficial. And it would be very beneficial if you weren't in the healthcare area and endo was new for you. Yep. Sure. But as a chronic sufferer of it. (laughs) Chronic biddy. You know? Yeah. Honey. I I think I was a bit past it, but I can see... Use in How it. it's good for the for other, other people. people. Yes, I did not have that me. appointment. Uh, yeah, not very exciting. Not very exciting. So yeah, so pain management is part of it, right? And then, like you said about um, going back to chronic fatigue, around managing your workload, your post-exertional malaise, as they say. Yes. Um, they have said about, like you said, to not. Do overdo it on the days that you feel good so that you do do the classic crash and burn. I think if we could summarise myself, that would be it. Crash and burn. I'm a crash and burn in a person. <laughs> go hard. Hey, I always say I go hard or I go home. Yeah. Literally, I go Literally. home and I'm like, can't yeah. move. Owie, like you're shuffling around this home like you're an 80-year-old with osteoporosis in every bone of your body. You just shoved, both like, feet strapped. Yeah, rocked up to my <laughs> rocked up to my dinner last night with bilateral taping and strapping on both feet and a flowy skirt so we could eat curry and be healthy and happy. And I just you love couldn't it. see the straps because it was a maxi skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Tactical dress. And the trapping was <laughs> the strapping was exactly the same, same colour as your feet. Yep. We loved it. So was my nail polish. I did it all in one. Did you appreciate that? I didn't I'm even ta- I'm see. taking my sock off for sharp to appreciate it. So my feet are very cold and blue now from the eyes. Perfect. But oh, yeah, they it's are. It's all in one. It's all in one. Yeah. Just blend. Mm, yeah. That blend, babe. Mm-hmm. You've Camo. nailed it. Camo. Camo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you. That's beautiful. Attention to detail, one would say. I think so. I think <laughs> that's what they would say. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> but one of the other treatment and management things is, is like we were talking about being aware of what you can and can't do, right? And kind of knowing when your, your gauge is. But if you're so used to, like Jess is, in terms of like go, go, go all the time, you can kind of not see the signs where they're like shouting and screaming at you. So what they do recommend is um, writing down like every day the activities you've done, how you felt. So not only are you checking in with yourself of like where your gauge is at, but also so that you can look back and be like, oh, okay, if I do this, this and this on this day, the next day or the next two days, I need to be in bed but then you've actually got to live your life. So you can't be in bed. So you're just in this constant deficit. So writing down your symptom tracker kind of vibe can actually be helpful in terms of you planning your gauge and what you can and can't do Yes, as a preventative yeah. and for I future did crashes. Start writing down those things when I've started to take the steroids because steroids, my friends, are not good for you long term. No. There are a lot of potential side effects. They're not good. But as my rheumatologist said, they're not good, Jess. But that's future Jess in 10 years' time. Yep. Future Jess ain't going to get there if we don't do something about current Jess. Yeah, totally. And I said, yes, Yoda, because this is my little man that looks like yep. Yoda. We love and him. And he's like 100 and so lovely. Yes, Yoda, you are right. So I'm now diarising to see whether or not since starting steroids, which today is only day four just low dose steroids but yeah. for three months um what would you know uh my mouth ulcers have all gone that's my so strange. right pleuritis pain is also gone that's so weird uh the rash to my face was left no way um <laughs> <laughs> so i think they might be working except for yeah. my feet but uh yeah your feet. Well, we talked about this. And even when you text me, so you're like, how are you feeling? I was like, aside from my feet, I'm actually fine. And yeah. you're like, oh, because you're back on steroids. steroids. It's weird that medication works, <laughs> oh, isn't it? well, 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 my friend. So the, the writing down of that symptom stuff is not only good for you in terms of being able to like gauge how you're feeling and what you can and can't do, but it's super useful for if you are trying to seek out a diagnosis with your GP, with your specialist, it's handy to have that as like, almost as evidence of the continuation of symptoms. So um, it can help you navigate that appointment space. So some of the things that you can also do in, in to prep for your appointments, right, for before you get a diagnosis, is to bring those signs and symptoms tracking with you. Um, but to also like note down in that, like your key personal um, events that you've had or your like information of, of stresses in your life. So whether your job is quite stressful, whether you've had, you know, a recent death in the family or amongst your friends or a breakup or anything like those, those small events in your life may seem trivial at the time or to you, it may seem trivial, but it can actually have, your body reacts to stress in such in-depth ways just by noting them and how many you have to deal with can actually relate back to why you're feeling as bad as you are because your body releases hormones and chemicals when you're stressed and things don't work as well because you're in a fight or flight. So just by noting those stresses in your life can help with your diagnosis. Yes, and speaking of, so 
I, when I said to my rheumatologist, I have noticed that my fatigue levels have been like skyrocket high this last month. Mm. And so are all my other symptoms, but fatigue I definitely noticed was up there Mm. to the point where I was napping during the day, really, really struggling to get through a day, headachey, burning eyeballs. So fatigue for me is a huge symptom. But Mm. then in terms of looking at symptom tracking, I I think I told you all about my, the sleep app that... Nope. Did I not? No, you haven't told us about this. Okay, up. okay. So, I, no, I think I have. Oh, well, you have with Bundy snoring. Yeah. You thought it yeah, was yeah, you, yeah. but it was Bundy. Yeah. But on that, it asked you a couple of questions before mm. bed. So mm-hmm. it'll say like, you can, and you can add things. So I worked a 12-hour shift. I have a sore throat. Yeah. I am fatigued. I have sore feet. And then you can have a look at your thing when you slept better what symptoms you had experienced during the day. Okay. So I started to look a little bit at that. And okay. then... I uh, downloaded the Quendo app. What's that? You wouldn't know about it. but um, <laughs> No, that's why I that's asked why you. That's why you asked. But what's I was that? like, why don't you know? So Quendo is a, it's a, um, Australian endometriosis kind of support page, foundation okay. vibe. But they have an app. And I had heard it's quite good. Okay. So I've just downloaded it. It is like hardcore in depth but if you go into a specialist this is the kind of app you want okay it literally has every single day it says have you got something planned for today so that's your event yeah i've got something in my day and then you can look back on it then it asks you to describe and again you can add more but your like basic threshold your stable pain level for that day without having a flare your bowel activity whether you've got bloating cramping and there's just smiley faces like Sad face, sure. happy face, like where you're feeling in the happy, it looks okay. like score kind of thing. So like a quick, you quick, can quick yeah, reference quick it reference. rather Cramping, than like really thinking about it. dizziness, yeah. your energy, your fatigue, your mood, your stress, your nausea. And then underneath it's got if you've done any therapies that day. So if you've been to the Cairo, if you've exercised, if you've put a heat pack on, if you've had sex, if you've slept, if you've put a TENS machine on or if you've worked. Wow. So, and you just tap, 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 yeah, tap. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then you can see it all. Wow, it's amazing. That is so good. It's amazing. And then you can get uh, like a toolkit so you can write things that help you. Mm-hmm. So like I know like heat packs 10 so you can have a little toolkit. You have you can see a journal, you can see it as a report with like all the little graphic lines which are wow. really cool. Okay. Um and then it has resources that are available to help. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. And little articles every week from other people. Nice. Yeah. It's a very good app. It is spelled Q E N D O. We'll put the um, yeah, yeah. link in the descriptions but for those of you that would like it. Very good for symptom tracking. So can you then take those reports theoretically from those apps yeah. and take it with you to your appointments? Yeah, so you can and just, like, I presume you can just can like you share it them? to yeah. PDF and I presume, yeah. I haven't tried, but it, it comes up like that. We could even screenshot it. And then yeah, be, and send it as a photo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So have you found that there's been like a link between your like crazy days and then reduced sleep or the opposite? Well, not so much sleep, but... I think I've found that I have had so many of these symptoms but never actually thought about them okay. ever yeah, or sure. linked them ever. Right. Yep. Like I always just got this really weird stitch pain on my right-hand side but now I know like, oh, if that's coming, here comes the mouth ulcers, Sure. here comes a rash. Like they're all actually grouped together and they're all because of something. It's not just like, oh, did I twig my fucking intercostal space at dancing? Yeah, sure. No, no, doll. It's pleuritis. You've got lupus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit wild. I mean, that's good though. Yeah. Because it kind of like... And then I can say to Yoda man, look, from this date to this day, I experienced these 10 symptoms. So I had to start steroids again. And then mm. a week later, they were all gone. Yeah. 
because steroids work yeah <laughs> for some but yeah i mean it's it's useful to take those with you to appointments because yeah. it can feel quite daunting especially when it's like this thing that not everyone knows about there isn't a cure for there's not a full cause yeah not one specific test you can you do. can just feel yeah. a little bit um against the odds with it right and so they're just helpful to take with you and then just take some questions that you want to know from your doctor as well like you know what are the causes like if there is like if you've had a viral infection if you've got glandular fever if you've got lupus like there may be a cause for your chronic fatigue but for some people there's not so is it yeah it's just it's a really hard space to be in and i think the reason that people have asked us to talk about it is because people want to know how you deal with it mm. and we don't have an answer for you because we're still trying to figure out how we can cope with our fatigue and how we can manage it and we're not perfect at that we we've no, said that we from were, the beginning we in terms of like a little bit better last week because you said oh fuck it's sunday we really should smash an episode out but we both realized that we were fatigued and yeah. said no no we can't we cannot do this we can't if you asked us this time last year we'd be like fucking smash it out doll. do it anyway we'll get uber eats at like 10 o'clock after yeah. work yeah it'll be fine yeah so we're getting better we are. but and, and that, i think that's the thing is that it's a it's a process you progress through getting better but you have to want you have to want to do it because you can easily fall back into and we've and both it's done tiring it and you can just fall back into your little tired fatigue stuff. yeah I could, like i said sean i could have easily not got up today yeah but i think you can also fall back into your previous habits of oh, go 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 i don't want to feel bad i don't want to acknowledge the fact that mm. i feel like shit i don't want to acknowledge the fact that i'm tired and that nothing i'm doing seems to be making it better so why would i want to actively feel like this when previously i just went go 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 and i still managed to do stuff i still managed to see people but then you were feeling like shit for the next two weeks yeah, and you right? come home and that's what i said i actually said because um I obviously live alone. Mm. And so the guy that I'm seeing, he's obviously away. So it's a lot of FaceTiming. Mm. But I live alone. So mm. like if I go, 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 go all day, mm. I crash and burn alone mm. and no one sees it. Mm. And I think a lot of chronic fatigue sisters and misters out there mm. will probably feel the same. That they they go and they put on a show and they, they do the lunch with the friends mm. and mm. They, they do the late night dinner and then you go home and you kind of silently suffer and pay for it. And then mm. you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Or I yeah. probably should have said no to one of those social events, but I felt bad. I got FOMO. I said yeah. no. And then you suffer. And your time at home is never good quality time. Yeah. And, and I you can think, hate being at home. Yeah. Because then you uh, associate, associate it with being, being home, shit. being sick and yeah. flat. And I think that's probably what I've done this whole time is yeah. that when I'm at home, I'm never at home happily pottering around the comfy. house feeling comfy i'm mm. like i'm at home and i feel so sore and i feel so sick mm. i'm like fuck i've got to clean i've got to do the washing and i don't have the energy to do that because i've yeah. spent it doing everything else yeah and then i suffer at home yeah and then the other day old mate caught me off guard because i was so exhausted and so sore and he was like what are you doing like mm. You come home and I was like, oh, well, I've hit this part of me for the yeah. last three years. No one normally sees this. Yeah. Uh, and then I wake up tomorrow and I go work a 12-hour shift and I'm the happy bubbly gal. Yeah. No one sees this part of me. So now you make me feel very vulnerable and uncomfortable. So yeah. uh, thank you. Thank but, you for that. But that's it. I think I go, go, go and then chronic fatigue at home. Yeah. In a little hole. Silently. Silently. Hidden in the darkness. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you're, you're spot on there because it's – 
since dating Zach, really, that he's called me out on a lot of shit that I used to do similar to that, in that I used to just do the same, go, 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 and then fucking pay the price at home by myself. Mm. And he'd be like, why are you doing that? And he's like, I can only do so much. Like, you have to want to look after yourself. And I was mm. like, ooh, that one hurt. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. He's like, I can only, like, I'm not going to watch and be active in our relationship if you're just going to burn yourself out. Like, mm. I need you to step up to the plate and play your part in looking after you. And I was like, ow. Rude. When really he's speaking 100% the truth. Mm. And like, it's so uncomfortable to be vulnerable in that situation because you've like spent your entire life trying to fake yeah. it till you make yeah, it in that literally. situation, right? And to be like, and this is the thing that I am I struggle with still is that I sound like a broken fucking record. How are you feeling today, babe? Oh, I've got a headache. Mm. Oh, I feel sore. Oh, my back's sore. Mm. And so two things in that, I feel like a broken record and I'm like, he's going to get sick of that. Yes. Number and two. And you don't want to be the negative girl all the time. Like, totally. Oh, we're FaceTiming cute date. How are you feeling? I'm like, like shit. Like shit. My feet are in ice and I've got a hot bag on me back. But exactly. like cute dinner date from Zoom. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you so much. But like, it, so that's one. But then two, you'll... Uh, you then realize because you're verbalizing it out loud how shit you feel constantly. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you feel today? Still good. Not. Um, fuck. 12th day in a row, I feel like shit. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so it, it almost <laughs> makes you confront your situation, right? And chronic fatigue is draining. It is draining. It's fucking draining. There's no better word for no. it. It's draining. Did you know? Fun fact. Of course. Fatigue. Go on then. Well, it says on this very recent study mm -hmm. that between 0.4 and 1% of the population have chronic fatigue. That's a lot of people. Do you think? I was like, oh, I thought it would be more. I'm really disappointed in that number. I thought it would be more. 0.4 to 1%. Of the entire population. I know, right? And then when I looked at the statistics, that means... In Australia, there is up to 250,000 people living yeah. with yep. chronic fatigue. So if you do 0.4% of the entire world's population, yeah. that's a lot of fucking people. It is a lot, isn't it? That's a lot but of people. But it blew my mind when I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's 250,000 That's millions of people. So we probably have a lot of listeners with chronic fatigue <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've just diagnosed you with it. Oh, yeah. Well, really? We all they, knew they, that they you had it. They told me. I just chose to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I think it's just a bad, it's a bad month. I'm more tired this yep. month. I've been busy. I've been, yeah. I've been busy just existing. Yes. I mean, you know it's bad when you've had a nap and you still feel like shit. Yeah. Like worse. Yeah. You're like, oh, not going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I've just slept 12 hours. Why do I feel like I could sleep another 12? Huh. Oh, weird. Shit. Do people feel like this? I think it's also realizing that not everyone feels like that either. Then it makes me angry. Like, oh. I hate when people wake up and they've got heaps of energy. I feel rested. I just fucking Sorry. ran a marathon this morning. Sorry? Sorry, what? I feel rested. I, I work with a gorgeous girl at work, naturally, because that's where you work. Um, say work more, Sean. Um, anyway, she's a morning person. No. She is a morning person. No. Before she, so she's in work before I am. And before work, she gets up and goes to the gym. No. Sorry. 
So I, I said to the people in my office, I was like, look guys, if I start work at eight, I get up, I set my alarm for seven and yeah. I set it again for quarter past seven because yes. your girl's probably going to snooze it. And I was like, if you want to call me before work, someone better be dying. But I probably also won't answer the phone because your girl's asleep and my phone's on silent. Do you know what I mean? Same, same, same. Like I am not up at the crack of dawn doing 5,000 things because if I did... 12 o'clock, I'm napping. Mm-hmm. I got nothing left for you. Mm-mm. I was also talking to my friend about this same person, the morning person. Um, she and I were chatting and we're both very like type A in terms of like overachiever, do lots of work, fast worker kind of vibe. We were having a day where we just weren't firing on all cylinders. And I was like, do you know what? Because normally I would have like beat myself up about not being able to like do 5,000 projects at once. I was like, do you know what sister? Like we are such high achievers in general. We're allowed to have a day where we're just average. Like, and then she showed me this awesome graphic of like what we think showing up looks like. And it's like a whole day, a whole week's worth symbolized in circles, right? And all of the circles are filled in to show you that you're showing up and Mm. what you're doing as work. But then underneath it's like what it actually looks like. And all of the circles for the week are like, some are half filled, some are full filled, some are just filled down the bottom. Mm. Like it's not that you have to be 100% every day. You just need to do as much as you can. Mm. And that's enough. But I cannot get that through my head. Cannot do it. No. Cannot do it. No. To, to, To a fault. To a fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm trying my hardest to retrain my brain, but and it's hard work. you tell me and I tell you, but we still don't listen. It's we like, were both oh, at work when yeah. we were shit. It's so bad. And like the other day when I was like, felt so shit and Sharma's like, well, you're not going to dancing, are you? And I was mm. like, oh, no, no, I am. And you're like, you can't fucking walk. I'm like, yeah. that's good for my mental health. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing we were talking about, the whole like post-activity malaise, right? And you were like, oh no, I don't think that's for me because I feel better after I do exercise. I was like, oh, let's have a look at that, shall we? So what did you say? I said, yes, okay, probably I don't feel better physically at all, but mentally I feel a lot better. Yeah. So therefore I feel better because so, physically I'm always shit. <laughs> exactly. But then you're like, how do I navigate this? Like, I don't want to lose my mental health because that will also make me feel worse. Yeah. It's like, it's a lose-lose. Yes. It's never a win-win. It's never a win-win. It's never. When is it ever a win-win in chronic illness ever? It's not dull. That's why I we're here still exists. talking. Far out. Anyway, look, we don't have any answers for you as the summary of that episode. Great episode. I know I was literally like the last 20 minutes we've been talking, trying to research. Just mad, like new cures, breakthrough, something. There's nothing. Nothing. Pace yourself. Keep your spoons close to you. Well, (laughs) if this isn't a a memory like boost of keep your spoons. Yeah. We'll do one every episode, every every season, sorry, to like just remind you. Oh, by the way, if you haven't forgotten, um, keep your spoons. Keep your spoons close to you. Spend them wisely. Spend them wisely friends. with good people. And that's also a thing of like, don't be around people that drain you. No, because no. Just Listen general to the existence. friendship episode, everybody. Just general existence drains oh, enough. Absolutely. Imagine if you've got, I watched this really cool clip of Brene Brown. 
She's got a new series on HBO. I love her. Just go and watch everything she's ever done. Um, but she talked about candle blowers. So she was explaining that how she talks to her children and how she talked to her children when they were younger about um, in your life, you will find people that will embrace your light and how brightly you shine. But then there will be people that do not enjoy how brightly you shine and try and blow out your candle. Mm-hmm. And that, the clip i was like yes you should have saved that for your fucking quote you just cooked that so hard that would have been really really good that would have been so good so good so good oops ah well i love it i love the theory love the analogy should have kept it love that bad timing bad timing anyway should we move on to questions and quotes yeah okay now that you've spoken about it do you have any questions for me no, I just think we could both be better at it, but we could both be better at a lot of other things too. Yeah. And uh, we're learning. That's what this is about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it's about being comfortable with learning. Yeah. Because by by the age of 30, you're supposed to have it all together. And I do not. You've got most things together, sis. Honestly, you do. You're doing well for 30. If we're going to do a bit of charm reflection <laughs> on her 30th. Doing well for she's 30. She's doing good. She is. I was trying to do that whole like reflection of like three decades on this planet, and you know I've hit a couple of goals. Have you been doing your gratitude still? I've fallen off the bandwagon on that one. Well, it's bad. Do some now for your thirtieth. Come okay. on, hit the people. Give the three people gratitudes three gratitudes for your thirtieth this week, sis. Birthday week. Birthday Coming week. Coming in hot, hot, hot and heavy. Um, so I am super grateful for my ability to be financially stable. Um, uh, I never want for anything. Um, and that has come from hard work. And so I am super grateful for that. I am super grateful for my health. And as shitty as that sounds, I know, I know it's very, uh, we just spent an hour talking about how shit it is. I'm going to play this to you. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, just hear me out. Hear me out. So over the years, over the three decades, there has been times when I shouldn't have survived. And it should have been harder or it could have been harder. And so I am trying to look at my medical history as a sign of survival rather than a deficit, right? So Mm -hmm. I am grateful that I've been able to get through the things that I've been put through rather than trying to focus on the fact that I was went through them. And so I'm super grateful that at the age of 30, I've experienced very close to death and I've been able to talk about it afterwards. And I am thankful that I have enough support around me that I can lean on people when I need to. And I'm, and I'm thankful that I still have time to learn how to better care for my body. That That's what good. I'm thankful for. That is good. And I, I have a feeling deep in my shitty womb mm. That your 30s are going to be your best years, I reckon. I hope so. Because you know how you were saying, you're like, I don't really have a favorite year. And I was like, "Mm, I love 24. And you're like, I don't think I've had one. I reckon because yours is coming. Maybe. That would be sick. I'd love that. Mm. I think I can feel it in my bones. Like this whole changing of dynamic around trying to love my body rather than fight it all the time. I can feel it just bringing more good things with it. Like the henna lady that did our henna at my birthday. She frothed you, didn't she? Oh, it's because we had chats about why I was wanting to do it. And so I, as we all know, I had a real thing about my hands and my fingers, right? And 
I was like, I really want stuff on my hands and my fingers to help me cement the idea to love my feature. And she was like, long fingers are the best for henna. It's the best canvas. Like, you know, I've got really long fingers. I used to get bullied as well. I was like, me too. And so we just had this bonding experience over like accepting our bodies. And she was like, what a beautiful way to start your 30s. She was a honey. Oh, she was gorgeous, wasn't she? You know, we just meet good people. Good people. And you know, she said that to me. When oh. she was doing my henna, she said, I said, what's your favorite part about doing henna? Yeah. And she said, the people it attracts are always the most kind, beautiful people. Oh. And she said, I just love the energy because no one does henna if you're a dickhead. Like True. everyone is just thoughtful and yeah. creative and kind. Mm. And she was like, it's the people. Yep. Love that. So, yeah. And so um, my other thing, I saw a TikTok because TikTok's educational. Hear me out. Elise Mayers has a name. Love her. Follow her. Um, But she said that she has a newborn son and she's grown up not necessarily loving her body either. But she doesn't want to teach her son that the most important thing about you is your physical appearance. Mm -hmm. That and I think that's so Mm, cool. Absolutely. So what she does instead of looking at photographs and being like, "Ugh, I hate that. I hate how I look in that photo." Blah blah blah. She's like, "I've changed. Trying to change my mindset and trying to find rather than if I look at a photo and I go, ugh." I don't like fill in the blank. She goes, I try and change my mindset of saying one thing about my appearance that I like in that photo to try and it's that whole training, Mm. retraining your brain. Mm. And so I've been trying to do that. And I was doing that. So from the photos from my birthday thing last night, there was photos where I was like, oh, I don't like how I'm sitting. I look really weird there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope, stop doing that say something that you like. I was like, I really like how my hair looks in that photo. Your hair looks sick. Thank you. Um, I really like my hands in that photo. I love how the henna looks on my fingers, like all that sort of stuff. So that's my body positive in that I'm trying to find my my favorite thing about me in the photo rather than going to the first thing that I hate about myself in the photo. Yeah. And that's that. All right. Quotes. Okay. Anytime. All right. I've got a quote. So mine is, she believed, hang on, pause that, put in the pronoun that you find appropriate, but this one is written as she, her. She believed she could, but she was tired. So she rested and you know what? The world went on and it was okay. She knew she could try again tomorrow. Love that, you little fatigue gal. Keeping it, keeping it themed. love that. Well, mine is also bit shorter mm. um they that's s- not like you i know i was gonna go along when i have a long one stash but i'll save it okay um they say seeing is believing so darling look in the mirror and discover all of the magic in you oh i love that cute. that's a little tinkerbell one yeah. that's cute i love that one love that love that very nice very nice well we hope this episode well it may have helped you but we didn't give you any might make you feel validated. Yeah, Being tired else. and fatigued. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but um, look, we hope you take care of your tired selves this week and um, we'll try and <laughs> keep to schedule. And Zach, I know you listen. Hurry up and come on. Yes. Talk to me on talk, here. Talk to me. You don't talk to me enough. <laughs> but um, we will see you next week, team. We will. But uh, in the meantime... Have a great week. Take care. Bye.